Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun. My name is Bob, and I'm reading today from the January 2023 edition of the Voice of the Martyrs newsletter magazine. Our story today is entitled Journey to the DRC. That's uh, the Congo. Takes us to that African country, the Democratic Republic of Congo. As frontline workers traveled across the, the DRC, for a first-time meeting with persecuted Christians, their small plane flew over several volcanoes, the Wanzori Mountains, the vast Ituri Forest, and three different armed conflicts. The pilot pointed out the window to indicate where the various rebel groups were active, areas they would want to avoid if an emergency landing became necessary. More than 91% of Congolese identify as Christians, including 19% evangelical, but the country is also home to more than 100 active armed groups, according to the UN. While many of the armed groups are motivated by tribal, ethnic, or political concerns, the Allied Democratic Forces, the ADF, has specifically targeted Christians having originally formed in the mid-1990s to wage an insurgency against the Ugandan government, the ADF's defeat there prompted a shift in focus to the eastern DRC, where the group now seeks to eradicate Christianity and establish an Islamist caliphate. And after the ADF allied itself with the self-proclaimed ISIS, Islamic State, in 2018, its attacks against Christians intensified. When the Christian workers landed near the edge of the Ituri forest, they drove north to the town of Oika, where ADF attacks against Christians are not uncommon. A group of twelve pastors had gathered to tell the frontline workers about the violent persecution that Christians in the area are experiencing at the hands of Islamists. One pastor had witnessed the murder of another pastor at the entrance to his church, and another pastor reported that only 11 churches remain of the 54 in his denomination that existed in the area prior to the conflict. He said many of the church buildings were completely destroyed. Similarly, a pastor from a different denomination said their churches had been reduced from 25 a few years ago to just 8 today and six pastors from those churches had been killed. The ADF is saying that if we want the war to end, everyone should become Muslim, one of the pastors said. If you want the killings to stop, everyone should confess Islam. The frontline workers also met with several Christians who had been abducted by the ADF, including a Christian woman named Grace, who was forced to witness horrific acts of violence against her family. Grace and her sister-in-law were returning home from fetching water when they saw members of the ADF approaching. The women screamed, dropped their jerry cans filled with water, and ran. But Grace fell, and the ADF caught her. As they beat her with the butt of their guns, she pleaded for mercy. Please don't kill me, she said. I have a baby. The gunman then told her to take them to her child. Grace led them to her home where eight relatives, including her infant daughter, were staying. 
When the rebels ordered everyone out of the house, Grace, who was weak from the beatings, struggled to carry her baby. Once outside, the Islamists tied up seven of Grace's relatives and beheaded them with machetes. In a further act of barbarity, they put her family members' severed heads in boiling water before setting the house on fire and leaving with Grace and her child. Grace was held captive for several days and moved from one ADF camp to another where she witnessed more atrocities. Eventually, the Islamists released all of the women with babies and Grace returned to her mother's house after days of wandering through the bush. Grace had been released just a week before we met her, a frontline worker said. Her story was similar to many others we heard. Others who had been abducted shared about people being asked if they were Christians while at the rebel camps. Those who confessed Christ were most often killed. A Christian man named Jean-Louis said that after he was abducted by the ADF, a rebel unashamedly boasted about their plan of action. We know we are killing Christians, the Islamists said. We won't stop until everyone is a Muslim or dead. Thousands of Christians like Grace and Jean-Louis have been displaced from their homes in Awika, and many are now living in temporary shelters. Believers who rely on farming for their food and income must make the difficult choice between remaining in town or returning to their farms where they are more likely to be abused, abducted, or killed. Attacks occasionally occur even in town, so the displaced Christians in Awika know the ADF could attack again at any time. After several days in Awika, the frontline workers took a short flight north to the village of Boga, located within an area locally referred to as the Death Triangle because of its history of violent ADF activity. As the Christian workers approached the village, the pilot was hesitant to land in Boga. The airstrip had not been used for more than a year and had only recently been made more secure by the Ugandan military. But with the Uganda commander's approval, the pilot began the first of three flyovers to ensure that the dirt runway was clear for landing. Once on the ground, the workers drove to a church in the center of town to meet a small group of pastors and community leaders. Within 20 minutes, however, more than 100 people had gathered at the church to share their stories with the visiting Christians. Due to security concerns, the frontline workers were limited to two hours on the ground. As in Oika, most church buildings in Boga have been destroyed. Many residents fled the village when the ADF attacks began and had just begun returning three months prior to the frontline workers' visit. Boga ran into many troubles, a local pastor said. There are no churches. All of them have been closed. Many people were killed by the rebels. Others were taken. Today we still don't know where they are. Others have gone to Uganda. Some are still running. One Christian taken by the ADF, a man named Matendo, was working in his field in 2021 when rebels abducted him and six others. When the rebels questioned Matendo and the others, they told their abductors that they were Christians who serve in the church. Do you know what our purpose is? One of the Islamists asked. 
Our purpose is that everyone becomes Muslim. If you don't agree, you will lose your life. And true to their word, the rebels killed one of the Christians, a man named Said, and threw the others into a deep hole. Matendo eventually managed to escape, but he recalls few details because of a head injury he suffered in the attack. When the visiting frontline workers asked those who had gathered at the church how many of them had lost family members in ADF attacks since 2019, nearly everyone raised their hands. Christians in the DRC have remained faithful in prayer while suffering recurring Islamist attacks. One woman who was abducted took the opportunity to share the gospel with a rebel who had noticed her praying. He got really upset and asked what I was doing, the woman said. I said, I'm praying peace for you. After that, God saved me. Her captors released her and her children a few days later. Matendo also relied on the power of prayer as the Islamists demanded that he renounce his Christian faith. The ADF told us they didn't want to hear about Christians, he said. They wanted all the Christians to turn and become Muslims. It was good for us to continue praying so that we as Christians could continue to have peace. And so God helped us. I am here because of the help he has given to me. Although the believers in Awika and Boga have experienced great suffering, they repeatedly asked frontline workers for one thing, prayer. We are very thankful that you have come, a Christian in Boga said. We have suffered a lot. We see you are a people of prayer. Pray more. And a pastor in Awika emphasized the same need. What we need from you is prayer, he said. Pray for us. My hope as a pastor is that these killings do not affect the faith of my church members. When you go back home, please don't forget to pray for us. Amen. If you would like to be put on the mailing list of Voice of the Martyrs and receive free your own copy of this newsletter magazine, just contact them at vom.org. This is the Hackberry House of Chosun, and this audio is being released on the 18th of February 2023. Lord willing, we'll talk again real soon.